0: Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of my favorite things to do. Their stories connect us and help us understand that possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift women up. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and wisdom from my earlier book, Leading Women, and they've also inspired my newest book, which came out 2019, called In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. This week, I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Sharon Melnick. Dr. Sharon is a business psychologist and leading authority on stress resilience and women's next-level success. She and I both recently spoke at the National Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference. This is one of the most amazing conferences, and I want everyone to attend next October. It will completely change how you see diversity and inclusion. I shared the virtual platform with Trudy Bourgeois to have a courageous conversation about how black and white women can come together across differences and reach equity together. Equality, equity, together. Doctor Sharon's presentation was called Pigeonhole to Promote and provided practical tools and strategies to push beyond our biases and busy work and align your skills and momentum with what the organization needs. Pigeonhole to Promote is also the name of her new ebook, which helps mid career women achieve next level opportunities and bigger impact faster with less effort. In her first book, Success Under Stress, is considered a bible for teams wanting to be resilient and highly productive. Her second book, Confidence When It Counts, has helped countless professionals communicate boldly and increase their sales. She is the founder of the virtual coaching initiative Next Level Leader, in which 92% of mid-career women of color and women participate gain Challenging and high-paying next-level roles in weeks, not months or years, even during COVID. She is a go-to executive coach for women executives who want to influence and inspire managers to create inclusive workplaces. Her methods have transferred 40,000 clients and trainees, more than 50 Fortune 500 companies, and she has presented at women's leadership conferences around the world even at the White House and the United Nations. Her mission is to help talented women be in their power so they can get to the next level position of power and use this power for good. To honor her impact advancing women, Dr. Melnick was chosen as a member of the Marshall Goldsmith Top Coaches Community. So I'm very excited and pleased to welcome Dr. Sharon Melnick to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy Welcome, Dr. Sharon, well, they call me Dr. Nancy, so should I call you dr. Sharon? <laughs> sure that's thank you all right well that's i I kind of like it It's kind of fun, you know it's like uh, Dr. Phil, but Dr. Sharon and Dr. Nancy speaking today. well, welcome, welcome um, you know this is this thirty minutes is about you, and this is something that I think women need to start thinking about, especially is telling their story and sharing their story with one another it's amazing what happens when we tell our stories about who we are how we got to be who we are and it just opens up so many connections and that's what uh, these conversations are all about but it's about you today so how did you get to be you how did you get to be the sharon i'm talking to today
1: I get it. Like uh, you, you know, who uh, is born thinking that they want to help mi- women, right?
0: <laughs> to um, yeah. well, uh, kind know, of be change uh, agents. Yeah, there's always a reason. I know. I'll tell you my reason, but what is your reason? But why you do what you're doing? Sure.
1: Uh, absolutely. Well, y- you know. Um, Early on in my career, I'm actually a clinical psychologist by training, and I did uh, research at Harvard Medical School that helped me to understand intergenerational cycles, so kind of like what you bring with you from your own experiences in childhood into your parenting in the next generation, and particularly if... You didn't feel seen or heard as a child growing up how could you kind of break those cycles right how could you you know kind of not um, repeat the mistakes of your parents and so you know I was very dedicated to that I feel like that's how we make positive evolution in the world right and and I feel like you know children growing up having empathy is really what's going to help them to have good self-esteem and be contributing members of our society and you know, when I was doing that, you know, all over the country, I, I had parents who were saying to me, "Oh, you know, I don't just do, you know, these kind of patterns that we're talking about with my children. I do them, you know, with my direct reports, my business partners, you know, my manager, etc." It really helped me to understand that it was really about like what it is that you bring with you, kind of in all the parts of your life. And and that was uh, about the time that this thing called coaching, you know, was kind of emerging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. into our consciousness. I had friends and colleagues sort of send me articles sort of sort of like, you do this for me, <laughs> you know, whatever this is called. Yeah. So I really started um, getting more into the coaching space. And as I started to listen to what women were facing, there were a lot of parallels actually, how we don't feel seen and we don't feel heard and we have these amazing ideas that we are here to make. So that's really why I'm so, you know, kind of passionate about um, what we do now. And, and I just feel like, you know, we uh, have a, a consciousness, we have a conscience uh, about what it's like when there's been kind of power over us, right, than uh, as, as right. women in the workplace. And so, um, so many women are dedicated to Creating a workplace where people feel a sense of belonging and valued, which helps everyone to thrive.
0: Yeah. Well, you've got me—you're singing to the choir here because uh, I'm also a psychologist, and my background is in also family systems. So I've been Mm -hmm. looking at systems forever, and I was also a director of an employee census program for a large mental, uh, large healthcare system, and worked with over 200 companies developing policy and procedures but also doing EAP work but EAP work makes sense because it work affects family family affects work and it's funny in the workplace when we really start to look at systems in our home and then look at systems at work we actually come in with similar roles you know if you're the joker you come back into work you're the joker i mean it's amazing how you you know when you really start to talk with people about work family issues It really becomes very clear that intergenerational, what you're talking about, what we bring comes really from what we've learned to our beliefs, our attitudes, and, of course, then you talk about your biases. And mm-hmm. you know, power is a huge issue for women. Absolutely, and we, I, I mean, I talk about it all the time—the power over, but it's the power too that you start to talk about, which is so very, very important. So, and I'll just—I'm going to stop after this because I want to hear your views. But I was speaking to a, a group of about 50 women attorneys. These were litigators, but these were top attorneys in California, Santa Barbara, California. And I asked this question, I said, how many of you feel powerful? How many of you mm-hmm. in this room feel that you're a powerful person? Of 50 women, two okay. raised their hands. Yeah. Two women mm-hmm. raised their hands. There were, a, there were a few, maybe a handful of, of male uh, attorneys in the room, but of those women. It, yeah. And it, so that definition is what women have to understand. We, we were born with the power too. We were, the, we were about born with the power up, the power forward, and so we were born with it. But really helping women to identify with that is really interesting because I think oftentimes that's where a lot of the fear comes from and a lot of the, uh, you know, holding back and moving forward. And that's what we're trying to do, get women to move into their power so that they're yeah. able to ask for the job, able to ask for the raise, look for the position, that next position, and to also seek help and assistance from other people. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk, you, let's talk about your power. Let's talk about your uh, your presentation for the Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference. It was called. You you titled it "Pigeonholed to Promoted." Let's talk about yeah. that because you really start to talk about power in that presentation. So let's go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was a presentation that was really about how women can use their power in order to get into next level uh, positions of power so that they can use their power for good, right? So it has to start where a woman has to be in her power, right? So she can use that power to get to the next level and then use her power for good. And that's really what all women want. And just going back to what it was that you were saying is that, you know, growing up with the conditioning that we've had, there's so much scrutiny that we've had as women from not feeling seen and not feeling heard and not feeling like we could, you know, kind of make the impact in the culture that we wanted to, what happens is that we start to leak our power, right? We start to leak our power and we start to feel disempowered. We start to focus on things that we can't control. And in fact, a lot of times what I see is that we actually actually like internalize the projections that are put onto us, right? Right. So um, if we're seen as not enough or not ready, then we might start to take that on and see that about ourselves. Or if we do think that we're uh, ready and we can't get the, you know, decision makers to see it, then it's very thwarting. And either we get kind of demoralized and we just kind of go underground and it's like, why bother? Or else we're infuriated. But, you know, how do we actually express uh, that frustration with the status quo in a way that uh, productive, right? So for so many of us, we kind of like internalize it and then, you know, we get depressed or we feel deflated or we, we get hijacked in the heat of those moments when we feel disrespected. And so the very first thing that's important for a, a woman to get to her next level and to be able to use her power for good is to sort of get back into her power, to stay right. in her power. and
0: but, Which is not a negative, which is a and which is something that she was born with. And women need to understand that. So go ahead. I totally agree with
1: that. Now, you know, I think that um, I think that we have an opportunity to redefine power, right? Just like right. you're saying, I think power's been sort of a, a negative. Most women are like, well, I don't want power. You know, the, the role models that we've had for that are sort of that, that power sure. over. But the way that I think about it um, is for a woman to be in her power it's a woman finds her power at the intersection of kind of three skill sets if you will resilience okay. confidence okay. and influence. Uh-huh. So resilience is her ability to kind of stay in her flow to stay in yeah. her center yeah. not um, get derailed by um, kind of reacting uh, right yeah. uh, to situations and to be able to really stay connected to like what's her bigger purpose? and the contribution that she's here to make. So that's kind of the resilience staying in her flow. Confidence is just what I was talking about, is her ability to own her own view of herself. So Mm. to not take on others' view of her, right? Right. To be able to decide Who she wants to show up as and to create the perception of her that is needed in order to create the outcome uh, that she wants and that makes a woman feel uh, very powerful and to be able to stay in motion with courage and to take risks and to um, kind of go for it knowing that um, she is standing for something that is for the good of all and then influence It's very important for women because I feel I hear so many women who come um, into um, our virtual uh, coaching programs and, um, you know, I'll frequently hear something like when it comes to getting promoted or next level or expanded responsibility, they'll say something like, well, I said something. Well, I asked for it. Um, and then, of course, what a lot of women face is, um, they get put off, they they get no response, They it's sort of postponed, promises are reneged or, or put off, um, yeah. or they're told um, it's not a good time, um, we're working on it, you know, and it just leaves women sure. Um, sure. kind of in the, you sure. know, that in combination with kind of getting vague feedback, not getting constructive feedback. For so many women, I hear they're kind of like, They don't even know exactly where they are in the promotion process or kind of what it's going to take or what is the perception of them. And then we're just kind of spinning, you know what I mean, and kind of coming to work every day, giving 150%. But all of that extra work and dedication is not translating. So it's very important for women to uh, have that ability around influence. And what I've seen to really help is that, you know, there's a lot of advice out there Um, kind of you know women's leadership conferences or coaching you know we're always sort of say you should ask you should ask and I'm like yes 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 I'm all for it yes ask but don't ask you know in just kind of a straightforward way that we typically advise women because
0: that's like what you want you have to you have to ask for what you really want you have to be clear on what you really want
1: that's absolutely right you
0: definitely have to be
1: clear so um, you have to be clear on what it is that you want and you don't really want to ask. You really want to align. Like you really want right. to ask for what you want. In you terms you want to of how collaborate.
0: Collaborate. Uh, I use the word collaborate. Yeah.
1: Want. Because otherwise you're just yeah. banging your head against the wall. You know what I mean? Sort of yeah. like, well, this yeah. is what I want. Give it to me. And your manager is totally overwhelmed or because of their position of power. You know what I mean? They don't necessarily always see you for who you are and what you bring. Right? Right. So right. it's, Uh, important that you kind of align that whatever it is that you're asking for they see what's in it for them I mean I have so many um, examples for that like just as an example as a woman who I coached, to um, when we first talked together she said you know I'm in a business development position at a big company and for six years I've been asking my manager for you know resources to get the plum assignments he gives them to the younger men And, you know, her income's going down. She's worried about her job. She's feeling like a victim. I mean, she's just in a lot of distress. So it's like, you know, we talked about, like, don't ask for it in the way that you've, you know, asked for it. Like, really align with him. So even though this manager was sort of narcissistic and only managed up and she never felt like she could, you know, be seen by him, when she tied her ask to how it was going to help him look good to his higher up, voila, you know what I mean? Like, in a week, she got all things. Was asking for, she got um, the biggest uh, kind of won the biggest account of uh, her career. She put an extra hundred thousand dollars in her pocket, and she got promoted all within four months. So it's like yeah, we, absolutely. I think the way that Definitely. we have to do it is each of us has to be sort of impeccable for our fifty percent. Like we have to be as effective as we could be in our skill sets of resilience, confidence, and influence. And then uh, before we put our attention on what the organization is doing or not doing, we have to be impeccable for our 50%. And we have to work to influence um, the culture and be a role model and ask for objectivity and be, you know, one of the people who sort of brings it up um, on your team to require, you know, inclusivity. And you know, it's like every woman in her power. Is a change agent just by that transparency just by sharing your story just by sharing your vision about how Mm -hmm. the culture could be for all of us you raise everyone around you and that's the kind of power that women want
0: well right now we have a, a very important campaign going on it's called lift lift women up and if every woman as she when it went up the ladder of success lifted another woman as she rises then we wouldn't have these issues you know and and i think part of it still is Sharon. that is what we can't see what we can't read about and what we don't hear about is still something women are challenged with in the workplace who is there to mentor who's there to sponsor once they do find their power they have to i think the alignment and the collaboration is key but always showing as you said, and I absolutely agree, is how you're going to benefit the company and as well as benefiting yourself. I mean, you know, this is the whole point of being in the company is that you're passionate about it, you're passionate about the mission of the company, but you're showing up every day and showing how you're going to influence. I like the word influence, but connect with others to do the same thing. But, you know, relationships are becoming key in the workplace because we're seeing companies that are really changing the way they're working right now and how they're expecting people to work has changed tremendously. So, you know, we're we're really starting to look at things. I think the companies that do, do have good relationship skills that are built within the company and they do have good collaboration and they do have programs that really lift one another up are the ones that are going to be successful, especially during COVID and this time of transition that so many workplaces are going on right now.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, and, you know, what you said I think is important to uh, underscore is that I think it's so powerful. I think it's one of the ways that women, we can be in our power when we have kind of a bigger picture vision that we can bring everyone along with it. It's not just about you. Sure.
0: Yeah, well, you know, negotiation is number one, and this is something women, when we even look for a job, it's almost like, if you give me the job, oh, thank you very much. But learning to negotiate from the very beginning with the company about who you are and what you need And even setting goals at that point, you know, men walk in, they don't have the experience Maybe they don't even have the education, but they go in and go, I can do this job And they're already negotiating before they're ever getting their final salaries set So I think well, this is one also of the things when that you I can think- start from the very beginning to, to really start saying, and as you said, own your power but also, you know, you're coming into that company and say, this is what I'm going to do for you. This is why yeah. I'm here, and this is what I'm going to do for you. It's not the reverse, it's, but this is I'm coming in, and I'm going to negotiate because I'm going to be a key player in your company, and I'm going to be this, bring this power, this experience, this knowledge. And you, you and I both know everything's on-the-job training. If you've got a new job, it's on-the-job training. But this is part of the, the unique process of growing with an organization, too.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, and I um, think that there's a lot of untapped potential uh, and performance in your female employees, and it it may be, you know, um, you as the listener because what I see uh, from coaching women is that there's so many women who have, like, just these incredible, like, game-changing ideas, but when they don't feel heard, They just kind of go underground as anyone would do, right, in those situations. And I think it's an opportunity for leaders to um, really almost be explicitly on the lookout for what are the good ideas of their female talent because we know, I mean, you know, this is sort of like an everyday occurrence we hear amongst women where you bring up an idea and, you know, it doesn't get traction and then a few minutes later the guy, you know, who seats down brings it up and sort of gets credit uh, for the idea. Or women um, tell me that they bring up an idea and they just don't get traction from their manager. but just like an example, like I was coaching a woman who was in a a pharma company and she was in the medical devices area and uh, she Mm -hmm. just couldn't get seen for this uh, expertise and she had this great idea around like medical devices and she just, there wasn't anywhere she was able to kind of apply it in the company. So we just like worked together and she, you know, got buy-in for this idea to like start a whole new service line around medical devices and it's like totally bringing in all this new uh, revenue for the company. It's like, This is a shareholder value issue. This is not about, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of like it's not only about that it's the right thing uh, to do, but there is so Mm -hmm. much overlooked and untapped potential. So that's why when you're saying, you know, for a woman to kind of, you know, bring in her power, it's to really think about what's the contribution that you are there to make? And one thing that I think is very uh, important these days is that I I think that, you know, just everyone's like kind of working harder than ever, and many women who are working moms are like literally doing, you know, two or three uh, full-time jobs. And when that's the case, we're just trying to survive the day. We're just trying to tick off our to-do list and just kind of like get as much done as we can do. But that actually does a disservice for all Uh, employees, and especially for women, because it is the ability to kind of uh, have a few minutes of a break or to tap into a more relaxed, calm state when you have those big ideas, right, when you can really think more strategically, when you can really ask yourself, like, what do I want? You know what I mean? So that you can then bring that uh, as an ask to your manager. And so I think it's very uh, important for us to not just kind of pay lip service to that these days, but to know that actually you um, being able to do things to calm your nervous system. And I, I actually can give some examples of this because, you know, my first book was called Success Under Stress. So I have a lot of techniques and do, do trainings on resilience. And it really is very important. It's, it's not like uh, indulgent because it's going to help you to be better for your own family, and it's actually going to help you to bring forth well, those but, ideas.
0: But Sharon, you and I both know, unless we start taking care of ourselves, if we don't put yeah. ourselves in the upper echelon of taking care of ourselves, we're going to be worthless to our families and we're going to be worthless to our workplace. And I agree with everything that you're saying, but again, you know, Women Connect for Good, which is my foundation, was was basically developed for a very, very simple reason, women supporting other women. And this is key within the workforce until we, well, first we support ourselves. And then yeah. we support other women. And, 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 you know, you say not, don't ask, but I think you have to ask for help. I also spoke to a CEO of a major company. She came in and she said, I really didn't have the, the knowledge and the expertise that I needed. So when I came into the position, I started to find the people that had it. So no, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think women need to get ready to take off the superwoman T-shirt and and look around and see where the resources are and how you can help each other. You know, and you you call it leverage. I call it connection. I call it collaboration. But, you All know, this. I mean, you're, you're not alone in these companies. You don't walk in there and you're just a lone soldier, a lone, a lone stranger out there just by yourself. So, I mean, and again, that's the kind of culture you want to continue to develop in a company as well. You may have to start one, one layer at a time. But, again, I think going into the company, it's, you, you have to really have your expectations clear and also understand what your own biases are towards yourself and toward yeah. your, towards your biases are towards other women and men and really get clear on on where you stand in all of those positions but i think what you're doing the coaching is key is for really you're supporting those women that's what you're doing you're saying i'm going to lift you up i'm going to support you and we're going to talk about ways for you to negotiate to position and leverage yourself and you're going to continue to do that with yourself and other people that you work with and it's it, it's a lot more fun that way isn't it
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, we're, you know what? We could probably talk a lot longer, and I think we need to have another call after this. We, we've talked about some other great ideas, but we want to yeah. talk about where we can find you, your books. You've got great books. I've been looking at your website. I've been looking at your books, and uh, you, you're doing some wonderful things in the world to really support women and men uh, in their efforts to get that next level leadership, which you, which you're the founder of. So. Uh, Where do we find more about you and what you're doing?
1: Sure. Thank you so much. So um, you can just go to my website, www.sharonmelnick.com, S-H-A-R-O-N-M-E-L-N-I-C-K, sharonmelnick.com. And you know I really really appreciate the uh, sisterhood that you are creating I think it's powerful you know I think um, the sisterhood that we can create to lift one another right because I know that we inspire one another and um, we give courage to one another and you know that's really what women need in these times (laughs) is um, you know there's there's so much draining of our energy and so I think all of the ways that we can lift and inspire one another, and, yeah. you know, really hold a vision for one another that in the heat of the moment, we can't always carry for ourselves,
0: um, that's really the name of the game right now, that's that's the solution. Yeah, and, and this is what we are, we're building a community of like-minded men and women to come together for the common purposes of us all moving forward and making this a better world, and we can do that, but we, but we have to understand that we're not alone and that we can't Really lift one another up. The books, you're you're right on target. We're going to continue to bring everybody in so we can all work together. Because my latest book is called In This Together, and that's exactly what we're hearing all the time. I, I love it because I'm hearing this all the time because we're all in this together. So. Uh, Sharon, so nice to talk with you. I I would love to talk to you again about some of the other ideas that we've talked about to to continue to build this community of like-minded women, women of color coming together and having those courageous conversations so we can continue to move forward. Move forward and forward uh, in our power, forward in our power. Mm -hmm. Because when a woman is in her power, she raises everyone around her. That's exactly right, and that's a perfect place to stop because I think you and I are both in our power right now, and we're going to go out and we're just going to change the world today, make it better. Thank you so much. I will talk with you soon. Have a great day. Thank you.